I'm popular and you're not. Claire was so just mean. Oh my vicious, goodness. Vicious. Yeah. It feels really special to be a part of something like that. She's a pleasure to work with. The reboot should be about her as an adult. Hey, Team Duff, it's Wit. Thanks so much for listening to Duff Enough, the ultimate Hillary Duff fan podcast. This show is a celebration of the life and career of actress, singer, mother, and all-around icon, Hilary Duff. Well, you know my next guest, Davida Williams, from the classic Hilary Duff film Raise Your Voice, and of course, her iconic role as Claire Miller on Lizzie McGuire. She's also appeared on hit TV shows like ABC's Revenge and Freeform's Baby Daddy. Her latest project, Useless Humans, is now streaming on demand. I'm so excited to welcome to the show Davida Williams. Thanks so much for being on Deaf Enough. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, it's no secret, I'm a big Lizzie McGuire fan. <laughs> it's an honor to get to talk to you and have you on the podcast. My uh, my six-year-old self can't even believe this right now. So, but we're here. It's happening. I think this is happening. This is happening, right? Yes. Have you have you had other um, cast members on your podcast before? I've had the director of the Lizzie McGuire movie on, but you're okay. the first, so. Oh my gosh, how exciting. I get to be the first. You're paving the way. Yeah. You're paving the way. Yes. Before we get started, I do want want to give a shout out to my friends Lauren and Jeanette from the podcast All That in a Bottle of Wine because you did an interview on their show as well. Yes, I did. They're great. I love them. They're so sweet. And they've been on Duff Enough and talked about it, so everyone should go check that out, All That and a Bottle of Wine. Uh, To switch things up a little bit, though, in addition to an interview, we're going to be counting down Claire's best moments on Lizzie McGuire. And I've asked you to do the ranking, so I can't wait to find out what you think. Did you think long and hard on this? I, I did. Well, it, I, it, it wasn't that hard. I've I've always had my favorites. So. Gotcha, gotcha. It wasn't too difficult. All right. Well, we're going to talk about your new movie as well. I have some fan questions that were submitted on Twitter and Instagram. So I'll be asking those throughout the interview. And yeah, without further ado, are you ready to get started? I'm ready. Let's go. Well, first of all, I want to talk about your experience as a child actor, because like our girl, Hillary, you have been in the biz since you were a little kid. How did you get into acting at such a young age? Uh, You know, my father was a musician. Um, He toured with Michael Jackson for like 30 years, and he toured with Madonna for years and years. And um, he worked with Shaka Khan and Janet Jackson, and he played the guitar. And I seen him perform. I gone to a lot of his concerts and I, I loved what he did. And I knew that I wanted to be in entertainment, but not necessarily music. Uh, my sister's a musician and I kind of just, just wanted to get into acting. So I started at a really young age and um, it's been cool. A lot of my best friends are people that I've met via acting from childhood. So that's been a plus. Are there any other kid actors from the 90s and 2000s that you're friends with who we would know? Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, there's Vanessa Chester. She was in uh, Little Princess and Jurassic Park and all those types of things. I'm trying to think. But I, I know so many, just even in passing and some that I'm not that close with. But I keep in touch with a lot of different people. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then overall, you know, would you say as far as your experience of growing up in the industry, was it a good experience? And do you feel like you kind of had a unique childhood because of it? I think it was a good experience. I appreciate it in a lot of ways. I think I learned a lot. I grew up pretty quickly, became pretty self-sufficient pretty young. Yeah. So I think in that way, yeah. I don't know that I would do that. I don't know that I would 
put a kid in acting. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. it's a lot when you're little and you, you're open up to criticism and all of that. And, but it did shape who I am and, and shape me as a person. And I wouldn't trade it, certainly. Yeah. Well, Jose Miguel on Instagram asked about some of your early work, and he wants to know if you remember anything about, I think he went deep into IMDb, anything about being on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Oh my gosh, The Fresh Prince was really cool because Will Smith is one of the most down-to-earth people I've ever met in my life. And he had, before the show, he'd have um, the whole cast, including the guest cast, because I was just guest cast, go into his dressing room and he did this like ritual dance along with the song I remember I talked about it on all that in the bottle of wine and they like knew what I was talking about because apparently it's a dance that he kind of made famous um but he does that to get you know the cast and everybody excited because it's a live audience show so it was really it was good it was great energy and then Star Trek Deep Space Nine I just remember that was my first experience sitting in makeup that long because I was a kid and they had to do those spots all over my face and I just I remember thinking that was like the coolest thing ever. Um, so yeah, I think the makeup in that was what stands out to me the most. I was so young. Awesome. Awesome. Now, obviously, you know, a lot of us were introduced to you through Lizzie McGuire. And I was wondering if you remember your audition and have an audition story. Oh my gosh. I I remember the audition, but I don't necessarily remember how it went. I kind of had such a different approach when I was younger to auditioning and I would kind of just go in and not put too much emphasis on it, you know, so I wouldn't really Mm -hmm. harp on it and remember it and feel bad if it didn't happen. What I do remember specifically though, is uh, a lot of times I'll think in a room like, Oh, you know, when you're in a waiting room, you can see who they're auditioning and you see, you know, what type they're going for. And I remember thinking, Oh, I'm pretty much the only woman of color in this waiting room. So they'll probably end up veering white in this casting. And so I, I remember being pretty surprised when I got it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I remember that specifically. That was something that I was wondering about too, because in an upcoming episode, a lot of this podcast has been pre-recorded, And my friend whose name is Claire, um, and she is black, and she does talk about seeing you and that being something special to her. So I just wanted oh, to say that. thank you. I just remember really liking her because I thought she was really pretty. She was a girl of color. Her name was Claire and she was a cheerleader. So I really, I just remember like when I was growing up, I wish I had seen more of her. Thank you. Yeah, I love that. It's, it's important because I remember growing up, I didn't have that for myself very much. Um, right. And so the little stuff, the little things that you do st- see really stand out to you. There were people that I really loved and I looked up to. I loved Buffy the Vampire Slayer and I loved Jennifer Love Hewitt and I know what you did last summer and all these things that I so you grow up thinking that that's beautiful and they are beautiful those women um but I think I wonder what it would have been for me to see more of myself and more brown people on tele and black people on television at the time yeah well we're getting deep I love it I love it (laughs) all right um I mean it's a predominantly white cast on Lizzie McGuire but yeah that's interesting that's fascinating yeah and so were you actually auditioning for Claire or were you just auditioning for another character I know sometimes that happens yeah no I went in specifically for Claire cool and can you talk a little bit about playing a mean character like Claire I would love to say that you know, she was like misunderstood or something, but Claire was pretty ruthless. Let's be honest. Yeah, no, she wasn't. 
misunderstood. <laughs> she was pretty awful. I mean, what was that episode where even she even dissed Kate when she got the opportunity? Um, she did. She really had no loyalty at all. <laughs> so I don't know. It was kind of it was fun because it's always fun to play someone so outside of yourself. And then like I was bullied a lot in school when I was younger, and so it was weird being on like the reverse side of that. And I remember like sometimes apologizing and stuff. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. Um, but I have very few opportunities to play something like that, to be the villain. So yeah, it was fun. Take us behind the scenes a little bit. What was it like working on the show and working with the cast who we all know and love? Um, it was great. I got I got along with them all. They were awesome. Lelaine was great she was a lot of fun jake was great he was a couple years younger than me obviously uh but we did have like school time together and all that kind of stuff and then um i'm trying to think you know it's funny i didn't have any scenes with ethan with with clayton Clayton, um but we still you know we we still worked on the same days and and we've kept in touch he's he's great so yeah it, it was fun i feel like it was I was in high school. I was in my freshman year of high school when I started. And I am so glad that that was my high school experience as opposed to having to go to school every day. Yeah, (laughs) I wouldn't have traded that for the world. And so I think you just kind of confirmed this, but oh, Jess on Instagram did ask, was the cast a tight knit group? Oh, yeah, they were. They were pretty tight knit and um, pretty close. I, I really enjoyed my time on that set. Hillary Duff Asia on Twitter and Tariq Khan on Instagram both asked, what is your best memory on the set of Lizzie McGuire? God, that's so hard. I I don't know. I think it all was the best memory. I mean, mm-hmm. to be able to do that during my high school years, and those are really formative years, and to make those kinds of friendships and to be able to be a part of something that I don't, at that time, I didn't realize that it would carry on and that people would still be talking about it, you know, 17, 18 years later. Um, yeah, but it I think it it feels really special to be a part of something like that. You were a part of the recent cast reunion on Zoom. You all did a yes. table read of the bra episode for charity. Thank you for giving us that. Thank you so much. Yeah, now, yeah. <laughs> how did it come together? And how did it feel for you to be back with everyone? Well, you know, it's so funny. I like had gotten a bunch of messages on Instagram from people saying because of, you know, the pandemic and quarantine and certain mm-hmm. shows were, were doing these table reads. My friend Madeline Zima had done one for um, The Nanny and they were like, we would just love if you could put together a table read between for Between a Rock and a Bra Place. That's our favorite episode. And, you know, I don't have any power over that but I was I DM Jake and I was like so many people have been asking us asking me if we could do a table read for rock and a bra place and he's like that's so weird people messaged me that too um and I've really been thinking about it and I was like oh and then I didn't hear much about it and then a couple weeks later he was like we're doing it and I was like what and he was like yeah I could talk to everybody and talk to the writers and so he kind of like spearheaded it and set it all up and then um we all just came together and did it and his Girlfriend helped edit it, and that's how it came to be. Awesome, awesome. And and was it just kind of like a surreal experience? It was. It was so weird. And also, like, 
reading it and playing eighth graders and we're all well into adulthood and people have kids and families and all of that. It was, it was pretty cool to be able to do that and be able to sit there and um, come together after so many years. I mean, we hadn't all been together. Well, we were virtually together, but we hadn't all been that close and ages. So it was awesome. Your hair toss moment during the reunion was amazing. Loved oh it. my God. I honestly, so I watched the episode before we did the tailorade and I actually do that um, in the show. And I was like, oh God, how ridiculous. And then I don't know what just came over me. I copied it and I didn't really think anyone would notice what they did. <laughs> so, <laughs> if anyone doesn't notice when they talk about Claire and Kate, like walking down the hallway, watch Davida, watch her hair toss. It's great. <laughs> Love it, love it. All right, and that was a reunion, of course. Ashley Rhodes on Instagram asked if you still keep in touch with Kate, a.k.a. Ashley Brio. Uh, you know, every once in a while, I'm actually the one that that reached out to her to do the table read. Um, every once in a while, you know, she's another one that has a life and we all, mm -hmm. so not for any, you know, not for any particular reason. I don't think she lives in LA anymore. Um, so not for any particular reason. We've just, uh, we talk every once in a while, but I, I don't see her as much as I'd like to. Well, I did get a lot of questions about the reboot, of course. And, oh. you know, there've been some issues, but it seems like the tide might be turning a little bit. I'm hopeful. Do you know anything? Can you say anything? I don't. I don't even know if I'm going to be a part of it. It would be amazing. I would love to. Um, so I have, like, no information about the reboot, unfortunately. I wish I knew more. I do appreciate you asking Jake and uh, Clayton, though, on your Instagram lives that you did. Oh, with them. yeah, yeah. Well, do you have any thoughts, though, on what the show should be? Do you want to see more of a show for the adults who grew up uh, with Lizzie? Yeah, I think that'd be nice. I It's interesting, too, though, that like it has its own new audience, a younger audience um, that has just emerged and started watching it on Disney Plus or whatever it is. But I do think that the reboot should definitely should be about her as an adult and grown up subjects. Cool. <laughs> well, fans do want to see Claire in the reboot. And I got several questions about oh, what yeah. Claire might be doing as an adult. So I just picked one. But Brandon Penny on Instagram asked, how do you think Claire could fit into the revival? Hmm. And like, what might she be doing as an adult? She could have moved to New York as well. And I always I always thought that Claire had kind of a change of heart and you know after um college and she went to college and and she studied psychology and she started reading a lot more and she got a lot smarter and a lot more um, sensitive and, and attuned with what's going on in the world and so she moved to new york to kind of start her own nonprofit, and she's a completely different person now she's not She's not mean. Okay. Maybe maybe Claire gets her own maybe Claire gets her own show. Oh, that'd honestly. be awesome. <laughs> well, that's a great answer. Okay. Here's a question that I love from 416 Sess on Instagram. What character on the show do you think Claire would be paired with best romantically? You know, maybe maybe she and Lelaine. Yes. Miranda. Yeah. Here that for would it. be I think that would be the best. Yeah. Well, I know that Instagram user does a lovely fanfic and that is what happens in it so 
Are you serious? I'm serious. Yes. I'll oh send gosh, it to you. <laughs> that's so funny. I had no idea that even existed. Wow. Now, as far as the success of Lizzie McGuire, were you even aware of kind of the phenomenon it was for kids at the time? No, I really wasn't. I, for the first like couple years, I went to regular private school in Calabasas and um, I led a pretty normal life and I didn't. I didn't really know at all, except one time I got like a couple fan letters to my dressing room and I was like, oh, this is weird. People know who I am. But yeah, outside of that, I had a pretty normal childhood. Well, here's a question from Sarah Nutt on Instagram. She wants to know, did you think at the time that Lizzie McGuire would still resonate with viewers all these years later? No, that's exactly what I was saying is I... I, Really did not think I'd be sitting here like 18 years later talking about this, <laughs> about what I did, you know, that long ago with like a different chapter of my life. And I, um, people have grown up with it and are still fans of it. But then we have younger people that are beginning to watch it too, which is, it's so crazy to me. And I know for me, when I see a picture of myself from like 12 or 13, I kind of look at it and cringe. Do you feel that way about Lizzie or do you like look at it with like a fond, a fondness? I love it. I like, honestly, I thought the wardrobe and the styling and the hair and the, you know, the butterfly clips and all the colors. And I love that. Um, I wore a uniform to school every day. I went to a Catholic school. And so I get to come and like wear skirts and cheerleading uniforms and clips in my hair and all, you know, so I, I kind of, I think it's fun and it is, you know, nineties, early 2000s style is hilarious, but it's, it's funny. I like it. (laughs) Those cheer uniforms. I I wish I knew like the percentage of the show that you were actually wearing your cheer uniform, because I feel like that was most of it for you. It was a lot of the cheer uniform, which even Kate and I talked about at the reunion that they were long sleeve and wool like completely wool. So you were just sweating and itching the entire time. (laughs) You know, we shot in Southern California. So it was 90 degrees outside and we were just in wool. Wow. That's a fun tidbit though. Yeah. (laughs) Well, besides Lizzie, you were also in Raise Your Voice with Hillary. You played Lauren, which I remember seeing that movie for the first time. And I was like, oh my goodness, it's Claire and she's being nice. What is happening? (laughs) But I I have a great question from James Canal on Twitter about Raise Your Voice. And he wanted to know, how was your experience working on that film with Hillary in comparison to Lizzie? Uh, That film was so interesting. It was really, you know, it was more of a drama. My role was a little smaller, but I, I, you know, her brother dies in the movie and I'm her best friend and I have to comfort her. And instead of just hating on her and bullying her the entire time, um, but it was it was a really cool experience because I there are a lot of really good actors in that movie. Right. There was Kat Dennings I got to meet who was so cool and Rita Wilson is in it. Mm-hmm. I mean there's just there's just so many people that I admire that were in that movie. So I think that was really cool to be able to say that I did something with them. Jason Ritter. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Awesome. And because this is the ultimate Hillary Duff fan podcast, I mean, just your overall experience working with Hillary, fans would love to hear about that. I mean, raise your voice, Lizzie McGuire. Yeah, she's the sweetest. She's so smart. She has such a good head on her shoulders. You know, they you talk about a lot of young stars. It's hard for them to be thrust in the spotlight that young. And she just has handled it with such grace and class. And um, yeah, and I... I think that's a testament to her mom and her sister. She has some really great women around her, good support system. And 
she's a pleasure to work with. She's she treats her job, she takes her job very seriously. Well, we've got to talk about your new movie, Useless Humans. I've only had a chance to watch the trailer, and it looks wild, yeah. wild. So <laughs> what's it about? And and tell me a little bit about your character. It's like a sci-fi horror comedy, and my character is Jess, and it's about a group of best friends. They've always been best, best friends since they were young. They grew up together, and it's one of their 30th birthdays, and so we all kind of have... We have really busy lives and we kind of have every year this reunion for his birthday and we do it this year and we encounter an alien. And then it's us kind of thinking we're saving the earth, but as you know, humans are kind of just destroying it. So it's like a comedy of errors. And I think it's kind of appropriate for the times. And I also think that um, it's light and it's humorous and we could all use a little joy right now <laughs> streaming on video on demand on cable and also um all streaming services that you so like itunes amazon those places where you can rent movies so it's for gotcha. rent or purchase right now and then it'll be streaming for free i'm sure in the future well like i said it looks wild and i can't wait to watch it and before we do the countdown of claire's best moments my oh, last yeah. question is what are your your career goals as you know an actress I, I noticed you've got some directing credits too what are what are your goals yeah i would love to to get more into writing and producing and, and directing um i have done a bunch of those things but i i would love to be able to do all of them are there any like roles that like type of roles that you haven't played before that you really want to take on at some point really I would love to do a horror movie I've never done one and it's my favorite genre and so I just love to scream and run and that kind of thing yeah yeah awesome <laughs> so it is time for the countdown of Claire's best moments on Lizzie McGuire and we're gonna go five four three two one one being the best of course and yeah, well, you can just tell me the episode that you picked and I can mention a little bit about it or you can. And I even gave you some lines to kind of uh, go back and try again all these years later. So number five, what did you pick? Five, I picked Working Girl and only because I swear this is the only episode that I really don't remember. I don't really remember much of this episode. <laughs> so I guess I just, you know, maybe I was really distracted that week or something because um so yeah, that was the number five for me. Well, that episode is where Kate and Claire sabotage Lizzie's busboy job at the Digital Bean, of course. And Claire just completely dumps a smoothie on the floor. And then she has an amazing line. Would you like to, to give us the line? Sure. Oops, accidents happen. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Still got it. We knew you did, though. All right. Number four. What'd you pick? Oh, this was so hard. I would say um, Rumors. You know what I, I love about that episode? Any episode where we got to cheer was so fun because we had like dance rehearsals and it made me feel so like, you know, Jessica Alba and Honey kind of <laughs> situation. Mm -hmm. um, so that was fun because I'm not that I'm not a dancer or anything. So those were that was fun to be with all the cheerleaders and get to do rehearsals and things like that. So that was number four was rumors. Yes. And I just want to say the cheer, fun little side note, my mom didn't really like that episode because she didn't like me saying ugly. She didn't like oh me saying gosh. that cheer. Oh my gosh, it is very mean. It is yeah. very mean. <laughs> okay, number three. 
Number three would be the rise and fall of the Kate empire. Um, I love that episode. It was fun. We talked about it earlier. She has just no loyalty to anyone. <laughs> it was the one episode where she gets to kind of dominate and she's number one in the group yeah. type of situation. So Kate gets injured and Claire just dethrones her. And then uh, at the end, whenever Kate kind of challenges Claire again, Claire has a line to, to Kate and uh, yeah, go for it. Anything you can do, I can do better. Bring it on. Oh my goodness. I'm dying. <laughs> I'm dying. Okay. Top two. Number two. Okay. Two is election because I love that Claire runs for class president. I also think it's just hilarious with Tudgeman and everybody trying to, the way they're trying to get their votes. And I think that we like touched on topics that were kind of cool to touch on for with kids that young the importance of staying active and involved in student government and all that. So I, I loved the election episode. Right. And in kind of the political climate that we're in, I was rewatching that episode and I was like, whoa, it's kind of scary. Yeah, how it's relevant. Yeah. <laughs> relevant right it now. Is. Yeah. Okay. And so you and Lizzie have a little moment in the hallway where, of course, you're running against each other for class president. And you kind of tell Lizzie why you think you're going to win. So what was your line? Bottom line, I'm popular and you're not. So I win. Oh, yeah. And Lizzie <laughs> has a great comeback, actually, which she never does. But she called you Claire Witch Project. Claire Witch Project, yes. <laughs> uh, the writing. It was really good. It was really good, yeah. I think everyone's probably guessed what number one is now, but yes. go ahead and tell us. Between a Rock and a Bra place. It's so funny that that was like the most request requested episode to do a table read for. And then I realized that it was our highest rated episode we ever had, which I didn't know. Um, okay. But I think that it was because it's such a taboo topic. And we were talking about bras on the Disney Channel. And I think people were like, oh, let's, yes, let's normalize this. Um, so, yeah, I, that's my favorite episode. Right. And so Claire and Kate show up to the mall and see Lizzie and Miranda and your mom, Claire's mom is there. And what do you say to Lizzie and Miranda? They don't sell underoos here. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. Well, thank you for doing that uh, countdown. No That's so problem. good. That's so good. I personally, I think I would have picked as iconic as the Bra episode is. I think number one for me would have been the rise and fall of the Kate Empire, just because Claire was so... So just mean. Oh, my goodness. She, it was vicious. vicious. Yeah. yeah. It made Kate seem, you know, totally like she had some redeeming qualities. I felt bad for her. Yeah. I felt really bad for yeah, her. Yeah. And uh, as yeah. we wrap up here, we just discussed your top five. So is A Rock and a Bra Place your favorite episode? I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. And oh, Claire, unfortunately, was not in every single episode of the show. So are there any episodes you wish Claire had been in that she wasn't? Um, hmm. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I, think I, okay. I mean, not that, not that I dislike any episodes. I mean, I just try and figure out in my head <laughs> where she fits and all that. I wish she would have been in like the Halloween episode oh, and some of those. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. will say that some of the fans uh, sent questions about where you were in the movie. So you were missed in the Lizzie McGuire movie as well. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I actually was working on another job when I, when they filmed that. So I couldn't. Oh, okay. But I kind of wish I did that. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It fun. Well, Davita Williams, this has been so much fun. And again, yes. such an honor before I let you go, would you like to tell fans where they can find you on social media? Yeah, just uh, Twitter and Instagram. Davita B is in 
boy Williams, <laughs> Davida B. Williams. Um, yeah, that's where that's where I am. Okay, awesome. And we cannot wait to see you in the Lizzie reboot. I'm putting it out there, okay? Oh, thank you. That'd be amazing. Well, thanks so much for being on Deaf Enough. Thank you for having me. And that's all for this episode of Duff Enough. Thanks again for listening. I hope you'll subscribe and stick around for more because this podcast is what dreams are made of. You can follow along on social media at Duff Enough Pod and check the description for my socials as well as show guests. And until next time, bye Team Duff. Bye.